We're currently in a middle of a Mercury retrograde, but what you don't know is that this Mercury retrograde is actually going to shape your 2023. It's going to change your life forever and you just don't know it yet. In this video, I'm going to share with you exactly what this means, how you can quantum leap your life and how you can work at this to your advantage. Because the thing is, Mercury retrograde can bring a lot of chaos, challenges and darkness. But the thing here is that it also brings this blessing, but only few will receive receive it in this video I'm gonna share with you why so keep on watching to Awaken with Tina. My name is Tina Wong. I'm a spiritual guide and mentor for those of you who are ready to step into your highest and truest energy alignment so that you can do big things in the world. If this is you, give this a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We have lots of good stuff coming for you. So let's talk about this Mercury Retrograde and the power, the sheer power that it has to transform your 2023. And I'm not exaggerating. Why? Because we literally come back come through from the solar eclipse portal. And for those of you who are in the solar eclipse portal with me, let me know down below, solar eclipse, hashtag. And if you've been to that solar eclipse, you know that it was such a potent activation, a potent awakening. It was a new beginning of who you are, your true identity. I don't know. Let me just tell you something. The voice of reason back in the building. This is part one. I'm doing faux astrology readings tonight faux because i'm not a professional astrologer although i spar with them however tomorrow is part two now what's deep about tomorrow i've got world renowned he's great he's incredible lloyd strayhorn he is an astro numerologist so what I was thinking was, let's end the week in a fun way, right? Because sometimes these topics be so heavy, people be crying. I go home and cry. I be like, damn, we just had a breakthrough. I got to write stuff down. I'm journaling. So I said, okay, we're going to do something that's going to really, you know, bring people up and give people a different perspective on relationships. Now, Lloyd Strayhorn wrote a book called Numbers and You. And when I tell you the way Lloyd breaks the numbers down, it's, it's, it's scary. It's absolutely frightening, the numbers, right? He'd tell you the make of your car just from your birthday. He told me one day, you in a twenty, you in a two thousand twelve, ain't you? I said, how you know I'm in a, in a, in a, in a two thousand twelve? He said, well, because your birthday adds to this, and then this is that, and then that's a ten, and then ten, I said, and then, then ten is a root of five, and five. I, oh Lord, yeah, I bet your apartment number is four. <laughs> you know, just he's so amazing with it. Lloyd Strayhorn will join me tomorrow, but before we get to Lloyd. You're going to get with Zoe Williams. I'm doing Zodiac readings tonight. And I'm going to talk ish 
about the zodiac signs. I, mean, I don't believe in them. Scientists say that, you know, you're not even the sign you think you are. Scientists say astrology is crap. <laughs> if you think you're a cancer, you're really a Gemini because the because of the constellation where it was when you were born. So they're saying astrologers are using an outdated, right? They're using an outdated zodiac to tell people what their signs are just based on the month, right? And then what about Ophucus? What, Zo? Ophucus? Yeah, that's a sign in between Sagittarius and Scorpio. Ophucus. A lot of people don't know about that. How come that sign isn't talked about? Oh, we finna go ham and eggs. If you want your pseudo faux astrology reading in lieu of the numerology readings tomorrow, we about to get on fire. The phone lines are cracking. I'm so, uh-oh, here we go. Andy wants to jump in. I got a question, though. Here we go. I'm just curious to know. From from you know from a relational perspective, here we go. What is it about astrology that us humans gravitate so strong to? I mean, we we had people calling before, like twenty minutes before the show started. Yeah, what is it about that? Because astrology is religion. I know people don't want to you don't want to hear it that way, but all your religious beliefs are encoded. With astrology, Jesus, the fish, become fishers of men. (laughs) Right? Even the symbol, his symbol. You see the little fish on the back of people's cars? Time of Pisces. His mama was a virgin. Virgo. Huh? The, the the 12 disciples represent the 12 Zodiac. Oh, and Judas is Scorpio. I know people don't want to hear that. <laughs> your whole book. The Muslim. What's your symbol? Islam, the star and the crescent, the moon and the crescent, crescent moon. And the, OK. I don't want it. It's all astrology, man. I know people don't want to hear it from me. No disrespect to Dino Islam. No disrespect to Christianity. Hey, no disrespect. But it's all right there. What did uh, Moses Nimmer erect once they got out of Egypt? The golden calf. The time of Taurus. I know you don't want to hear it. Then once they get out of that time, they go into the ram. Right? Well, not the ram. Something else. They go into something after Taurus. The ram is before Taurus. Because this is when Abraham grabs the scapegoat out of the thicket to sacrifice. Right? But the goat represent Egypt, Amun-Ra. That's why when you go back and you look at all of Amun-Ra stuff, all goat ram's horns, goat horns. Do you understand? 
and they used to blow that little ram's horn. It, okay, I'm sorry. Y'all don't want to hear this. It's, your book is encoded. I want you guys to look up the study called Astrotheology. It's a whole study dedicated to the hidden astrological iconography within holy books. Astrotheology. All right, let's get these callers in. People want readings. Erica from Philadelphia, get in here. Erica? Hi. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, man, I've been better. <laughs> you like I didn't I didn't expect to hear that from you. I've been there. <laughs> All right, so what's your birthday? Okay. March thirteenth. Oh God. Do we have to start here? Okay, here we go. March thirteenth. What, what's the year, Pisces? Nineteen ninety. Oh, she's a youngster. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Oh, March 13th. This is good. The blessed. Oh, you're blessed. I like this. Okay, let me ask you a question. Pisces, just tell me a little bit about yourself before I tell you about yourself. Um, Are you sensitive? I'm not sure. Not really. What do you want to know? I'm just asking, are you sensitive? Are you emotional? Are you intellectual? Pisces, are the... Mental of the emotional. That means as long as the environment that you're in is comfortable, you can learn anything. But if it gets uncomfortable, you tend to disconnect. I mean, I'm I'm adaptable, but I do have suffer with like a lot of anxiety. Mm, um, see, Ooh. okay. But um, it, it kind of depends. If I'm like around good people, it's like it's a, it's a good time. If I'm around like you know. Talk. Awful people. I tend to like, you know, be silent or withdraw. I get it. Talk to me about the other fish. There's the nice fish, and then there's the mean fish that bites. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty much nice unless, you know, I'm like disrespected. Then, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really budge. I don't know how to. You're stubborn. That. A little bit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how about your relationships? Do you express your feelings or do you expect people to know how you feel by emoting on them? I would say I've grown a lot in the past couple of years. Um, lately, I'm more expressive. I tend to tell people how I'm feeling, especially in like romantic relationships mm-hmm. or someone I'm talking to. But like in the past, it, it, I kind of expected people to like read my mind kind of feel you right like can you feel where i'm coming no i cannot feel it yeah (laughs) tell me what it is (laughs) have you gotten better at articulating your feelings because you guys have such a wide array of feelings some of those feelings can't quite get brought into words is that true oh very true um as far as like with real close friends, I, I am um, expressive. If I'm just talking to someone, um, I don't I don't go too heavy on it, but I do tend to tell people more so what I'm thinking about now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But if it's just like a coworker or anything like that, I don't express myself at all. You wow. kind of just get the the base. Wow. Well, in the destiny card doctrine or philosophy, you would be the ten of diamonds. And the ten of diamonds is considered the blessed card. So when I say the destiny cards, there's a whole book series out there called Destiny Cards. Look them up. Great books that break down the arcane science of the regular deck of playing cards. There's four suites, four seasons. Each suite represents a season. There's 52 cards because there's 52 weeks in a year. See, most people did not know that the regular playing deck of cards is also part of the tarot card deck. Hmm. Yes, the regular I declare war and and spades. I'm trying to tell you now, blind seven. Listen, all of that (laughs) is part of the tarot card. People don't know it. The, the regular deck that we play with is called the Minor Arcana, right? Four seasons, mm-hmm. four suites, right? And numbers, basically you're playing cards. This is where you hear the old saying, this is the hand I was dealt, right? Yeah. I'm a, this is, it's all in the cards. If you play your cards right, this is an ancient practice. Born out of Egypt, People don't know that. Your card is a diamond. Diamonds represent values, money, right? So you big on money and values, like what you believe in. Those are some big things for you. But you also have the 10. 10 represents fortune. This is why this card is called the blessed card. Now, I don't want to give you too much of from this card. I want you to look it up. I want you to look up Ten of Diamonds, Destiny Card Meaning, and I want you to read it yourself. But I will give you a little piece. It says, this card sits in the very center of the grand solar spread of cards protected on all sides by Jupiter. Jupiter in astrology Represents expansion, wealth, and growth, meaning you're going to be okay once you get your plan together, once you get out of the bed. See, Pisces loves to sleep, eat, and have sex. Can, can we tell the truth? Can we tell the truth? Shame to I, mean, I mean, you're describing me. In no order, though. In no particular order. <laughs> Wait, stay with us, Erica from Philadelphia. When we come forward, we gonna wrap up Erica. We got readings tonight. Oh no, he did. More of the best of the voice of reason with So Williams. Straight ahead. Tonight's topic is a heavy one. What do you bring to the relationship, the proverbial relationship table? And many men, uh, she got to cook and clean. Many men, my, she got to cook and clean and give me the cookie when I want it. You don't even know what to ask for, really. I'm going to tell you right now, I ask for relationship competence. And sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. You have to bring self-competence 
to the relationship. And not only self-competence, but relational competence. You got to know how to listen actively. You got to know how to communicate effectively and nonviolently. You got to know how to self-regulate thoughts and emotions. See, this is what you bring to the table. This is what makes you equal, not equitable. Now, see, equity is different. If I'm paying for everything, there's going to be a power shift. That means I'm in control. You don't have the same amount of equity put into the relationship. I pay for everything. This is how men used to control women back in the day. The house is in granddad's name. Granddaddy owned that house. Big mama just lit it. <laughs> Did you understand? <laughs> then when he get close to his deathbed, he go give it to grandmama. Give it to you give it to, give it to big mama. But you need relationship competence. You got a lot of incompetent people who think just by way of their gender and their genitalia that they're coming to the table equipped. What if you don't know how to deal with a tragedy and it drowns you? Right? What if, what, what? That means I got to deal with that too. Relationship competence. What about consideration? Right? What about respect? Right? These, these, these are what, what I call relationship currencies. You have to come to the relationship with a skill set. Being taken care of, if you display that skill set and a man has means or what somebody else called, what the brother uh, uh, Kevin Samuels called a high value man, he might not, he might not have a problem taking care of a woman who is relationally competent, self-aware, self-accepting, full of truthful, honest self-esteem, and and vice versa. Men the same way. Many men try to use the what you bring into the table as, let's just be honest, for a lot of dudes. Somebody call me right now, 1-800-9-20-15-80. I, I see the callers coming in, but there, there, there should be more. Call in, 1-800-9-20-15-80. For a lot of dudes, they do the what you bring into the table as a form of manipulation. And I'm going to tell you how. <laughs> you ready? It's hard out here. The dollar ain't worth what it was. Money is short. So what you bring into the table means what you got on these bills. Shoot, women doing better? Women doing better now? Women in in, in college and graduating from college and women making money? Uh, what you bring into the table? Sounds like a desperate cry for help for a lot of men. Right? And a lot of women who are doing good in context of what going, doing good means in this society may look down on a brother like that. 
But watch me flip it the other way. We're living in a time where the wealth gap is so enormous. Black people are the least, listen, are the least wealthiest people in America. Black people are the least wealthiest people with the same dreams as white America. White Americans, come on. How you got the same dreams as white America and you're the least wealthiest? How you got the same relationship expectations as Disney and white America, but you're the least wealthiest? This is why it's a bit, um, I won't say disingenuous on Steve's part, because he really believed that. I will say uninformed, misinformed, you know, old school, got, got, got an old school thought process. What, what else she got to bring to the table? What else she supposed to do other than give you a baby that looked just like you? This is a different generation. This, I remember a generation, my, my grandfather, Samuel Sr., Samuel Walker. I remember Sam, you have to say his the biblical name, Samuel Walker. I remember Samuel Walker. Listen, he, they were poor. But he had a house. How you poor and you got a house? He wasn't paying rent. That was his house. The dollar was different then. Had more worth then. Could, could you? He he got married and had eleven kids. Come on, it's a different dollar and a different day. And there are people out there who want these types of relationships and they don't want to factor in the truth of what society is giving you. Nobody wants to talk about the wealth gap. They might mention it when it serves their purpose. Oh, you know, it's a political time to talk. Let's let's bring in Sa- uh, Sandy Darity down from uh, from Duke and let him talk about the wealth gap. Uh, Let's bring in Shapiro and let let Thomas Shapiro come in and talk about the wealth gap. You see, when, when it serves you. But the reality of it is that is a real thing. And you got people out there that's really working on dealing with the wealth gap via legislation. Because they're saying no amount of bank uh, bank statements and savings and no amount of black owned businesses and recycling black dollars is going to close the wealth gap but nobody talks about the wealth gap right they just say a man po to do this listen the black black people in america are the brokest people is that not a fact oh, what about oprah winfrey she a billionaire okay you know, LeBron James is a billion. <laughs> Just, do you understand? One doesn't mean that, it, that we all ain't billionaires because LeBron and Oprah is. <laughs> do you understand? I'm, we talking about as a people. Right? Wealth calcification is what it's called. This is the most calcified wealth has been Ever. There's a book out there called, uh, I think, uh, the 21st Century, something, Wealth in the 21st Century, Thomas Piketty. It's an 800-page book. I read that one, too. 
And it explains this whole movement. Right? If you, okay, so my brother Steve, wealthy. That's a wealthy brother. Okay, you didn't did your thing, man. You cannot lay or create a, a blanket license for all relationships based on your experience. You can't do that. She's supposed to come in here, man, and you're supposed to take care of her and do Listen, this is not to say that men aren't supposed to provide and protect women. Yes. But then you also have to factor in the social topography. What is the lay of the land socially, economically, financially? Oh, okay, we in Los Angeles. Well, Los Angeles got, uh, what, what, what we got? <laughs> Three, four percent black people out here. Where we at? Where, what's our numbers out here? <laughs> it is not a lot of black people. But even though it's not a lot of black people, 40 percent of the largest homeless population or houseless population are, are black men. So it's 9.8 percent black. In L.A. And L- Los Angeles has the largest houseless community. And 40% of that are black men. In 2016, one out of every five black men you uh, black men you saw was unemployed. Do you see how the expectations are out of whack? I expect him to be this or that. Okay, all right. I'm going to tell you what happens with with high-value men. We have options. 1-800-920-1580. Phone lines are cracking. I need to know, what are you bringing to the relation, the proverbial relationship table? I tell you what, don't bring your bills. What's on your plate? Right? Don't bring your problems. Ooh. Do you got more problems than solutions coming to the relationship table? Huh? Do you have more issues? Don't bring your family problems. Don't bring your family issues. Don't bring your financial problems. Listen, I need some. I'm trying to tell you this is how people think. In this new economy, in this new world. When I come forward, I'm going to the phone lines. They're completely packed. I want to talk to y'all. Y'all give me some insight. The voice of reason is on fire, but right, we finna kill it. We got a lot to talk about. Money ain't a thing. Y'all want to floss with us? Because all across the board, we burning up. Drop a little paper, baby, toss it up. Slacking on your pimping, turn it up. Yeah. See the money ain't a thing. Cake thick, I live the life. Eating crab, watching just the shit. This shit all night. I make the big moves, do the big thing. Take small groups, turn them into big names. The big dog with the big chains. Frost bit bracelet, the match. Can't say I'm this man. Type of gender that you need. Cruise type of dude that'll do this shit you won't do. Can't do, get more burned than a candle. Too hot to hold, too much to handle. In the black sea low, he know. If she look, she go. Bye bye with Dada. Man, you better knock it out. That boy is hard. That was the first rapper to ever rap. Everybody else is doing what he started. I got to give it to Melly Mel. I'm sorry. I got to give it to Melly Mel. Jeez, the, the metronome precision 
That's pocket work, man. Anyway, let's get Vanity from Buffalo back in here. We're doing astrology talk with Zoe. And Vanity was on the line. Where do we leave off, Vanity? Oh, you're going to tell me your cards. That's right. That's right, Leo. Leo, I kind of don't want to share the card with you. But I have to. It's my civic duty to share the card with you. Your card is the Nine of Clubs. One of the most powerful cards in the entire deck. Every card has a name. Like the last sister who just called in, her card was the Ten of Diamonds. That's the blessed card. Why? Because of the ten, Jupiter, expansion, growth, diamonds, meaning, value. Clubs, the club suite represents intellect. And did you know when Pythagoras came up with the Pythagorean theorem, he stole all of that from the ancients. You know he studied in Egypt. He got numerology. It was Pythagoras who there is a Pythagorean style of numerology. And he got it from the Chaldeans. Right? Chaldea is modern day Iraq, Iran, you know. He got it from the Chaldeans. So what's interesting is in the Chaldean numerology system, they don't use the number nine. Do you know why? No. Because nine is God. It's it's their symbol for God. The number nine. We, they, they count up to eight. That's it. We're not going to nine. <laughs> Out of respect for God. Right? Nine is a, it represents the universe. That's why nine always produces itself. Three, six, nine. You put those numbers together, you're always going to get some variation. Right? Nine always produces itself. It's very interesting. Do look at the nine times tables, and you'll see every number it produces is nine. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's pretty cold, right? Yeah. Nine months, two hundred and seventy weeks, two seven nine. <laughs> BC, it's a cold situation, ain't it? So, so the card, the name of the card is the card of the universal knowledge giver, the giver of knowledge. Mm-hmm. One of your jobs, like when I have an old version of this book, really, really old. And in that book, it gives job descriptions. This is what this person should do. One And the old book that I have, it says this person for my birth date, it says this person should be on radio. <laughs> it's really precise, right? Uh-huh. You are the card of universal knowledge. Now, here's the thing you got to get over. Vanity. You got to get over your love of sex. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't know the card talked about that. I didn't read the whole card, but the the card does talk about that. <laughs> Woo, this girl. I can is understand a, why. You a wow one. <laughs> wow. 
right? It says you it, it says you kind of have to tame that side of yourself. And then the other side you have to tame is your negative thinking. Wow. Sounds like I know you, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you get over self-medication through sex, like I'm just going to have sex and get off, get one off, feel better about all of this weirdness. Once you get over that and then the negative thinking, you're going to be able to help a lot of people and not just on a global level, but on a universal level. You're going to impact people that much. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I'll just read the first line. This is a card of expanded consciousness. And it also is a card of negative thinking. All you have to do, get that out the way, okay? Okay. I love, we appreciate it. Vanity from Buffalo, New York, in the house. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Who's been on the longest? Vic, Jersey City. Get in here, Vic. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. I heard it. What's up, Vic? He's what up? Like, what up, know, Vic? When, you know, he called radio stuff. Okay. Wait, not, let me I'm let me tell you this, Vic. Up, let let me tell you, Vic. No cursing now. There's no cursing on this radio. Oh, no, All right. No All right. So, <laughs> so what's your you. birthday, man? I'm joking. You, man. We said, said again, July 13, 1985. Oh, I can't believe I'm talking to you. Hey, <laughs> I spoke to you one time when you was doing a sports report with um the brother. I can't with, remember, but with Bobby Glanton, uh, it's gonna be ten. It's gonna be like fifteen. Say it again. With Bobby Glanton, right? <sighs> no, no, it's the brother. He does the sports report um, for um, the Lakers. Also, oh, it was Nick. Or whatever. It, it, it was Nick. Yeah, Nick Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just want to let you know, man. I love you, brother. Thank you, I brother. I mean no harm, but I just want you to. I want to speak to you. I'm 37 years old, you know, and. I want to tell you that, you know, you're one of my role models and I love you. And, you know, I'm better myself. I cut down drinking or whatever. I was drinking a little bit, but I'm cutting down. I'm doing detox tomorrow. But I do want to let you know that I don't have no family and you're my role model, you know, and I'm not, you know, I don't go around. You know, I'm in Jersey City, New Jersey. So, um, ah. I can't believe I'm talking to you, man. Hey, man, it's hey, Vic. It's all good, man. I love you, brother. I love you, brother. But I'm gonna say this, man. I I, I, believe I'm. I'm gonna say this, Vic. I get your messages, brother. I get your messages in the DM. Let me just say, brother, call you because I don't want to let you know I'm I'm not a troll, but you know I don't. You know, but listen to me, Vic. Vic, Vic, I get your messages now. I want you, listen. You've so. been saying you're gonna start your detox tomorrow for three, four months now. I I need you to I actually know. start it, brother. I need you to do it because yes, you're the only you you yes, got, sir. man. You got to take care of yourself, okay? Yes, sir. All right, brother. I appreciate the call. Thank you for bringing Jersey City in the building. Woo! I got to take a quick one. Listen, when I come forward, we got Michigan. We got Chicago. The phone lines are going berserk. People want to have astrology talk. I need an astrologist to come in here and help me with all of the folks. You're inside the best of the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Claim they love, but they really don't. They empower 
their grudges. They empower their, their, their feeling and their sense of entitlement. They want to engage in tit-for-tat talk. They want to turn on the evaluator. Come on. I'm going to evaluate everything you do now, even the good things you do. And now that I'm evaluating everything you do, your good ain't good enough. Shut the F up when you hear love talking. That's what Kendrick said. Callie Soul, get in here. Callie, are you there? Callie is somewhere cooking. We're going to have to get Callie. Sorry, I put mute on. I'm back. All right, you there, Callie. But do you I'm understand back. what I'm saying here? I do understand what you're, what you're saying. All right, we'll push and back. And I'm going to make a broad statement here. Mm-hmm. And I, I recognize, and I'm just now learning <laughs> how to be someone's advocate or cheerleader as they say in life especially black men like i feel like y'all really need us as your women to show up as cheerleaders come on so oftentimes i've had like a like i didn't grow up with cheerleaders in my life i was on the swim team i rode my bike to swim practice by myself no one was at my meets i cheered myself on like i as they say in the church i encouraged myself in the lord so i didn't need no cheerleaders so learning now to become someone's cheerleader and to, you know, just encourage them, that's very different from me. So in past relationships, when someone needed a cheerleader, they took my indifference mm, as non-support. Ahead. And that doesn't mean that I was non-supportive. It was just like, you know, I like folks to say, then I say, oh, yeah, I pay my child support. I take care of my kids. And a black woman to say, yeah, that's what you're supposed that's to do. That's what you're supposed Duh. to do. Right. You know, like, sometimes that, that's been my reaction to, me, to somebody I, finally can, pushing through something. It's like, okay, good. Keep going. What's next? Can I say this to you? Let me offer yes, this sir. to you. I have to offer this. Could that be an adaptation or a psychological mutation that you developed, right, you know, uh, to protect yourself? Some, some would say maladaptive, right? You, you, you went through something maybe when you were young and then you had to adapt in a way that protected you, that shielded you. Absolutely. Okay, then. So that, that's a mutation, right? Maladaptive. Okay. So now let me, let me flip it back on you. To encourage comes out of empathy, comes out of kindness, comes out of love. But because we live in a hurt factory called Earth, now we have to create something that actually filters our ability to love. We have to filter it down. We have to, we have to sequester it because it, you can't give it to everybody because it's like nectar and they're going to hurt you for it. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, what I'm trying to say to you is either you are that person or you're not. Don't let the, 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 the adaptation to protect yourself prevent you from being what you are, a lover, a nurturer, a healer. Now, can you do it for everybody? No. Here comes discernment. Right. Here comes discernment. 
but it you should never filter it. You should never sequester it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to get some As pushback. I, I'm trying to get some no, pushback. You're not gonna get no, no, I understand what you're saying. Like I said, I've I've worked on that part of myself now. So now I absolutely show up as as empathetic. But back in the day, no. And I hear what you're saying. It's like, you know, that that trauma developed a callus in me, so mm-hmm. I couldn't show up mm. in that way for people. And what all I got to say now is Nina Simone. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Hey, 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 we love you. <laughs> Cali Soul, when we come forward, more from the callers. We on fire tonight. I dug the body. Who said they saw me? Crown on by Molly. Wrist on your body. They go judge your life for a couple likes on a double tap. Them, them, they sorry. They all get body. I bless it that you have an open heart. I bless that you forgive. I bless it that you can love. KBLA 1580 Santa. Like Tinkerbellish, sparkly feel to them. You're like, hi. You'd be like, hey, do you need help? Can I help you in any way? <laughs> Aries wouldn't be like, listen, man, say what it is that you want. You like me? Put your hand on my waist then. <laughs> Fire signs like a little aggression. Right? You get too aggressive with a water sign, she might be off put. Like, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, hold on. But that Aries woman, boy, you say, listen here, you, me, tonight, right now, we have connected. We've got to make this thing happen or God's going to feel disrespected. (laughs) She'd be like, come on in, boy. Come on. But you can't be corny or you can't be dumb. Right? Fire represents spirit. So the aggression... And it's it's intellectual aggression will get you in. But the consistent intellect will keep you there. Now, the cancer woman is a little different. Jesus. You just got to be careful. Listen, with water, you got to be careful. You be talking regular. Water will be like, that was offensive. That was very disrespectful, what you just said. You, you, you really have to watch how you, you, you parse your words. You cannot just wild out with your words. Okay? You can't do that. Say, listen here, I'm not in the mood to really talk to you right now. They'd be like, what? I can't, I, I can't fathom that you would say something like that to me. They... I'm trying to tell you now. And all water signs have, you have to remember, water represents the unconscious. This is uh, Carl Jung. This is Joseph Campbell. This is all the cultural thing. Water represents the unconscious. So although they can be a babbling brook on the surface, they can drown you in the Marianas Trench. Do you understand me? So you got to be careful with water. They can overwhelm you with their 
intensity of emotions. Felicia from Chicago, get back in here. Let's get your final thoughts. <laughs> Hello. I know I'm I'm in here wilding right now. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. And you're my Leo? Which one are you? Yes, I'm Leo. Leo. Leo with, uh, what is your card again? Oh, Jack. Yes, yes. The financially creative card. So let me ask you a question. Relationship-wise, yeesh. Mm-hmm. Yeesh, how does this play? You get bored easy, don't you? <laughs> um, yeah, but not of necessarily the person. I don't think. Well, what do you get no, bored with? Just... What do you What do you get bored with? I know you got natural psychic ability, right? Mm-hmm. And I I'm, think... let me just say this: <laughs> embrace the psychic stuff. Because it will lead to your spiritual growth. If you shun a, it, if you shun it, 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 it might, you know, retard it a bit. It might slow it down a bit. Right. I've so, um I've been studying my birth chart, but I don't know anyone in astrology. Mm-hmm. And I have an eighth house stellium. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of things like hit home, but I don't know. Who, like, I don't have any references or who to kind of, like, dive deeper into this. And and you're studying what again? My birth chart. Oh, man. Look up GAN Philosophy. G-A-N Philosophy. Look up their website. Tell them Zoe sent you. And they will do one of the most in-depth I mean, year by year, numerology and astrology chart on you that'll leave you blown away. And the guy will also, Uh he will record a whole breakdown of the entire thing, right? GAN philosophy, G-A-N philosophy. Go check them out, okay? Got it. Got it. Thank you. All right, Felicia, we love you. You brought Chicago back in the building. Oh, my God. We got to come forward again. Oh, goodness. Okay, when we come back. This is who we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with uh, August from Chicago, True Monger. D- wait, August, D from Michigan, True Monger from Dallas, Bree from Los Angeles. When we come forward, more of Zoe's faux relationship reading. Oh, no, he didn't. More of the best of the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Straight ahead. Live on KBLA Talk 1580, we turned up tonight. We've got an incredible topic. The good brother Steve Harvey shed some insight on Club Shay Shay, where he was basically saying, do we still have the clip? Let's just play it one more time. We don't have it? Okay. He was basically saying a woman ain't got to do nothing but come in and give you a child when it comes to bringing something to the relationship table. Now, I will say... In the modern day context, it is totally toxic for a brother to be like, what are you bringing to the table? Because typically he's asking, help me. That's typically what he's asking. He's asking, bring your your resources and help me. But there are such things as dinks, right? That dink is double income, no kids. People are getting together because the wealth gap is making it exceedingly difficult 
to be in a, a, a traditional relationship, it's making it exceedingly difficult to do that. So there must be some type of financial resources that come to bear on a couple that's trying to come together. Now, the old-fashioned way, it might be outdated, but not for Steve because Steve is wealthy. How does the current value of the U.S. dollar affect what you bring to the relationship table? That's a serious question. And many people who have opinions about this have done no research on how severe the wealth gap is. It cannot be fixed except via legislation, i.e. reparations. Equity theory is a social psychology theory that attempts to explain how people perceive the fairness of their relationships. It is based on the idea that people strive for equity in their relationships, meaning that they want to feel like they are getting what they deserve from their partner in the relationship. Here's the I deserve world. What have you done to deserve anything? It can't just be sex and good looks. Oh, okay. All right, I'm sorry. I'm on a tangent. Let's get some people in here because people have been wanting to talk for the longest. Let's get them in here. Who's been on the... Tiffany, get in here. Tiffany from Atlanta. Let's go. All right, so I want to tell a story real quick. And it's kind of like a small story, but... Uh, when it can't I was be younger, long. It can't be long. Literally says small stories out. Okay. <laughs> when I was uh, younger, I actually used to always attract really gainfully employed men. And me, myself, I was not gainfully employed at all. Like, I was couch hopping all the way up until I was, like, 28. And from there, I felt like all I had to bring to the table or to a man's life is knowing how to cook very well and knowing how to bump uglies real well. And so that became my entire personality. And so ultimately I was always known as somebody who was good in bed. And so I always was super duper available because I was always single. So every single ex would circle back to me because of that and I would circle back to them because of that and then fast forward here I am I'm 33 now and I'm gainfully employed and I have all my stuff together and now I am not bouncing back to nobody like at all like I don't want to be with anybody at this stage in my life so I really believe that whole what you bring to the table what Listen, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you talk about Nazarene while he's not here. Don't mention that name, Rami. I don't, I don't miss a homeboy, but we can oh, move forward. Oh, Lord have mercy. Y'all <laughs> yeah, had a breakup um, and didn't um, tell me? It ain't no breakup, shot. It, it ain't no breakup. And he filed. He know what he did, but we're going to move forward. Oh, Lord. Um, In the name of but, Sweet yeah, Baby anyway. Ray's barbecue sauce. <laughs> we didn't have a voice of freezing breakup, Lord. It's, it's love. It's love to the brother power to him. But don't, yeah, don't associate my name with that. So, anyway, um, pretty much like Ooh. where I am in my life now, I just, I don't feel like the whole bounce back or even trying to get with somebody new because I value myself more. Like, I value myself way more now. So, it, it's, it's 
that whole what do you bring to the table situation is not a conversation that should be had coming from me because it's like honestly it is like almost like the beauty is in the eye of the beholder what you're going to want someone to bring to the table is completely different from what someone else is going to want that's my take i appreciate it i appreciate it and i'll say it again thank you for the call you want to bring your city in the building all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580 i'm gonna say it really quickly listen if you can't afford a relationship don't get into one when we come forward we got a lot more to talk about and more people to talk to Sight click and went all out Catching keys from four C's, rolling in MPVs every week. We made 40 G. Yo, brothers, respect mine. I ain't gonna take now. Bow, move from the gate now. Cash moves everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar, dollar. Did he just say that? The best of the voice of reason with Zoe Williams continues when we come forward. forward on KBLA Talk 1580. This playlist ain't on fire tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason is live on KBLA Talk 1580 from the heart of Lemur Park. It's astrology talk with Zoe Williams. And the phone lines are bananas. Atlanta, Georgia, Los Angeles, California, Sacramento, uh, California, Dallas, Texas, Natchez, uh, Michigan or Mississippi? Is that Natchez, Mississippi? Yeah, we got people all the way from Natchez. I love it. I love it. I love it. Lord have mercy. Let's continue this talk. Who's been on the line the longest? True Monger from Dallas, Texas, then Bree from Los Angeles. True Meezy, get in here. What do, man? What up, bro, bro, bro? Come Ooh, on. I can't call it. You already know. You already know the routine, brother. What's the birthday? December. Oh, oh, oh. This might be the Joker. This this mm-hmm. is the Joker. You the Joker. Oh, the Fool's card. Uh, otherwise known as the Joker. Listen, this is one of the most powerful cards, if not the most powerful card in the deck. Little is really known. Little is real is is really known about the Joker. He has no life path cards or yearly spreads from which he can make any sort of calculations. In truth, the Joker can be any card in the deck that he or she chooses to be. You you can only be born on the thirty first to get this card. <laughs> the thirty first of December, by the way. Wow. He can uh we cannot even make relationship comparisons between the Joker and other cards since it holds no place, it's not a part of any suit in any of the spreads that define the life path of the other cards in the deck. The Joker is no card and yet it is all the cards in the deck. Ooh, chameleon heat. I like this. This fire. This is a powerful card. I know I keep saying every card is powerful. But every card is powerful. But this one here, whatever you need to be, you can be because it's within you, brother. You don't have mm-hmm. uh, you don't even have karma cards. Wow. Everybody else got a karma card. You don't have one. <laughs> That's interesting. 
That's really interesting. Let me ask you, because the Capricorn piece is heavy too. Because Capricorns are weatherers. They are weatherers of storms. They're, right. they're fighters. They can also be very toxic in terms of, <clears throat> you know, whatever they go through, seek, listen to what I'm about to say, seeps into the soil of who they are. They are a cardinal earth sign, meaning if it feel good, I'm going to do it. And I'll think about it later. Right. Yeah, so when you think cardinals, this is the other quadruplicity. Cardinals are doers. What are we doing? What's going on? Let, let's get it done. Let's happen. Let's happen. So what happens with cardinals? You got Capricorn, Cancer, Aries, Libra. These are cardinal signs. What are we doing? Where are we going? What's happening? Where, you know, we got it. Things have to be moving or I feel stagnant. The problem with that is you get waist deep in a negative situation and that's how you learn. You're hindsighters. Mm -hmm. The cardinal people are hindsighters. They get it done or they get it started. And then they halfway through, they go, mm, wow, this was a bad situation. That's how you learn through mm -hmm. experience. So you guys weather a lot, but you absorb a lot. Yeah. And the key is to yeah. throw off what you've absorbed. And after you've transformed into your higher self, go back and help folks. Right. I've, that, I've caught myself doing that. Makes sense? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Does uh, being a product of a Libra and a Gemini factor into anything? Say again? Does being a product of a uh, Libra and a Gemini factor into anything? Of course. First off, Libra is cardinal. Mm. Your Libra baby is in your cardinal family. Right? Then, then, mm -hmm. what is the mama? What's what's the mama of these babies? Now, look yeah, at my mom was a Libra, but my mom was a Libra, and my dad was a Gemini. See, but wait a minute, what's their mother? Oh man, oh. you forgot, is, boy! I'll, I'll yeah. throw these headsets down the hall. How you gonna? <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> I did. I really didn't know them that well. That's why. That's why. Wow. Wow, but yeah. you got the same alignment as your parents. Mm -hmm. You see? And, of course, the heir, a part of the trine, the, the children are trine. A trine is the three signs that belong to one element. Mm. And you got two of the trine in Gemini and Libra. All you're missing is Aquarius. Don't have no more babies, mm. True. Hey, True, I appreciate your call, man. Thank you for hanging on the line. True Monger oh, brought man. Dallas, Texas in the building. Who else is in the building? Bree? Do we go to Bree? It's time for Bree. Bree from Los Angeles. Bree, get in here. Hey, Zoe, Mr. Zoe, my IG friend. How are you? Hey, how are you? Now, talk to me. Um, talk to me, Bree. What up? What's the date? Hey, the birth date is 12 16 1965. Ooh, we on the Sagittarian side of the game. You said 65? Yes. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Listen, not everybody want to talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I already know you done talked some people's ear off, haven't you? That time, don't you be quiet. Oh, you are a talker, especially with people you're comfortable with. Because you know mm-hmm. you're a twin. Sag is the opposite of Gemini. Geminis are twins. You're a twin too. So you got a little tight, little knit crew of folk that you like. <laughs> yeah. And when, boy, when y'all, girl, and then you know, the other thing that happened was, and you know I didn't miss that, and I'll tell you something else. And it, you just, you just happy as catnip to talk. Tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth now. Yeah, it could be, it could be like that. When we have a party, we get to I I be in the middle going down the soul train line, kicking up my legs and stuff. Yes, you are the life of the party. You be turned up like, hey, hey, let's do it now. And philosophical, <laughs> spiritual, intellectual people come to you for advice. Let me ask Bree. Bree, you know, I'm dealing with this situation. You be pop-locking and dancing, telling them at the same time, I told you what to do a long time ago. And then you just just be going. <laughs> That's a good one. Am, am I lying, Bree? You tell me if I'm lying. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. And then let a stranger, a stranger walk in, you get solemn. You be like, mm, we don't know him. We <laughs> know. <laughs> we well, hold on. <laughs> we not talking in front of strangers. <laughs> yeah. Here's your card, uh-huh. though. This is how I know all of this stuff. First off, all my children are Sag. My daughter is the day after you, the seventeenth. So. Oh wow. I the Sag energy. I get it. Jokers, funny, mercurial, all of that. But your card tells me more. The two of clubs, whenever you see two, that means union, relationships. Clubs is intellect. This card is called the card of conversation. You want to talk. Let's sit down. Come on. <laughs> Among the people of this card, you will, you will, you will uh, note a wide variety of Many are listen to this. Listen, this is this is the key to this card. Many people who have this card are fearful of everything, especially being alone, and will do anything in their power to make sure they are surrounded by people who admire them. All are sociable and enjoy good stimulating. Co- Dude, didn't we just talk about all this? Yeah. Then there are those who are reclusive and appear to need no one. In truth, they are just afraid and always have one special person that they attach themselves to. Why is that, Bree? Oh, no. Because, <laughs> Bree, you want to play. I want to talk. See, normally you want to talk. Okay. Now, now time to talk, Bree. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think my circumstances... I'm kind of, rec- I've become reclusive, mm. but I'd rather be, I guess if a few and one or or two or whatever I talk to, but that's just become kind of a norm, especially I think 
since COVID, as I really think about it, it's not because out of I'm afraid. I guess it's just circumstances or such. Listen, you're talking to a Jedi master. Hell, I taught Yoda. I'm <laughs> I'm Yoda's teacher, Zoda. You can't just tell me any. Talk about that fear you don't want to mention. I don't know. It's uh, like uh-huh. I don't. I, I don't feel like I'm afraid. I didn't say you Maybe were. Maybe uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. No, I said the fear. I didn't say what you were afraid of. I said there is a fear there that has presented itself in in certain situations. Can we talk about that that you've experienced in the relational space? Maybe rejection. Here we go. Maybe rejection. Are yeah, here we go. Then the or I, what I the card just said that right. Myself. Yeah. 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 The card just said that. Can we talk about that fear of rejection and being by yourself? When we come forward, we're going back to LA to talk to Bree. She really gonna tell us the truth this time because we know her. You're inside the best of the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more of the best of the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk don't know what we gonna do with somebody's loving wow that was an amazing record man stephanie mills my playlist is my co-host we're on complete fire tonight tonight's topic is a doozy man and it's really just about having open and honest conversations man just really getting deep my brother jeff brown was on the line and he's still here and he was getting ready to say something heavy when we decided to come forward, but now we've come full circle, and I want to bring Jeff Brown back in here so he can finish his thought. Go ahead, Jeff. All right, Candid. I was uh, talking about what is uh, uh, what is your where are you honestly when you are making this person. What do you feel about you when you are making this person this much? When 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 this person is obvious to you, when it becomes obvious to you, mm-hmm. 
that you are this person's donut spare. <laughs> donut spare. <laughs> oh, you the donut spare. <laughs> Go you ahead. You gonna get me through this spot. I need a place to stay. I'm a homosexual. Oh God! Don't get off topic. Stay here, Jeff. Stay where we at. Okay. What you <laughs> What you gonna do? What you gonna do when you figure out? Okay, I know it now. I know it. I know it. This 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 dude wasn't about nothing. This broad just wanted to get close to me because I was close to so and so. I got I made good money in my job, and she was fine and failing. So uh, I got to be honest about this transaction. What am I getting out of this? To steal from Doctor Phil. Everything we do as humans has a payoff. Mm. To include letting somebody beat you till candy fall out, got a payoff. It's got a payoff. You getting something out of it, you wouldn't do it. The only the the, the, the thing that, that sticks out like a sore thumb to me is uh, a human being does not have the capacity to respect another human being regardless to who it is more than 80% of the way that they respect themselves. Mm-hmm. That, that, that love, that, that desire, you can't make somebody desire you. I don't care how you dress, what you wear, what you say, where you go. The desire for them to, to validate you. Mm-hmm. The warning of them, and there's no there's no on off switch here. There's no oh, Zoe and Jeff said blank. Hey man, come on and get your stuff out of my house and get on out of here. <laughs> That's not how to, that ain't how it works. No, you. This conversation is not gonna make you love you. Nothing me and Zoe gonna say tonight, dear person. Oh man, they talking to me, and I show yeah you. Nothing we are going. To say will make you love you enough to pull you out of the dirt that you are in for the lesson you need to learn. And you can love yourself enough to pull yourself out of that. But if you don't learn the next the lesson, guess who's gonna be knocking on the door the next time? The lesson 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0, however long you got to stay in this class. These are dudes, and I'm going to say dudes, ladies, because most ladies are guilty of this. More ladies, more than men are guilty of this. Jeff, it sounds like you read some of my books. Good job. I love it. Well, I sat sat next to you for over a decade. Some of us rubbed in. Damn it, man, you made me lose the thought. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, this This is ladies. This is ladies. This goes to ladies more than dudes. Ladies, have you ever noticed the one who uses the word upgrade most with regard to the next relationship is the man? You know why? Because men, analytically, a man worth a damn that's worth being with, will analyze and critique his situation. Find the flaws in that situation and do better. That's why his women look better and better. They act better and better. If he's learning his lessons, I can use my own life, my own life 
You can line my exes up from high school to right now, and they look like the evolutionary chart. (laughs) They look like the evolutionary chart, brother. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Because I had to keep learning, man. (laughs) You said you went... All your girlfriends, they look like the evolutionary chart in life science yes. in high school. In life science. Come on, bro. Look. And I'm not talking about Neanderthal looks. I'm talking about Neanderthal actions, Neanderthal thoughts. Emotions. Neanderthal friends, Neanderthal emotions, Neanderthal places. Neanderthal mouth. Right, right. Neanderthal mouth. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> Oh, that's fire. That's fire, brother. <laughs> so you and this is why, to further make the point, this is why this is why your man that you used to be with and I wish I could say the words, uh uh, you're gonna have to listen to uh uh You Know That Ain't Right by Biggie. <laughs> all of this if you know what I'm talking about, all of this is better than you. All of it is better than you. You know why? Because I learned my lesson from you. <laughs> Pretty please with sugar on stop, ladies. Stop talking about how my man went out and got somebody who looked just like me. You know what that means? That heifer is you minus at least one lesson. Ooh. <laughs> okay, Jeff, that's enough. That's enough. We I gotta we gotta <laughs> Okay. Jeff Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Hey Jeff, tell everybody your YouTube channel so they can follow you, man. Hey man, uh, follow me on uh, uh, tomorrow. I'll be on uh, Giraffe Balls at, uh, every Wednesday on YouTube at noon. G E O F F space T E D T E E V E E no spaces. And on Sunday, uh, the first church of Holy Ish. <laughs> Somebody here's the whole premise. Somebody messed up and told me God was everywhere. So I pray right, from right here. Save me 10%. I never miss a game. I encourage you to come out this Sunday electronically and save 10% on your soul insurance by switching to Don't Go and come check out what I'm talking about. All right, Jeff. Love you, brother. Appreciate you once Love again, you back, man. Bro. Woo. Jeff Brown came in here and cooked. Now, you guys already know my, my motto. We start the conversation. We don't finish it. There are holes in the conversation. You have to put your mortar in those holes. But I will leave you with Krishnamurti. And he says something very powerful about love. And I told you, love is a very bastardized term. We, we've misused it, you know. We love the mind, right? right? We love with the mind. Our hearts are filled with the things of the mind. But the fabrications of the mind cannot be loved. You cannot think about love. You cannot think about the person whom you love. But that thought is not love. And so gradually, thought takes the place of love. Your fears, your frustrations, your ideations, your ideals about how you think, your standards, your principles, you're actually in love with that. You're not in love with a person. When a person is doing their best and showing up the best way they know how, they still may not be for you. However, where is the grace that comes with seeing the humanity in a person? 
especially when they've made a mistake in your relationship. Think about it. Listen, I started the conversation. You finish it. Guess what? Danny Morrison's going to keep the fire lit. You already know what I do. I'll be back here tomorrow with another mind-twisting topic about relationships. I love y'all. I'll see y'all tomorrow. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.